have you ever had a God nudge? Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm R.V. Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and best-selling author of The Impact of One Voice and Several Others. And that's why we are talking today. We are talking about the impact of one voice, your voice. Your voice, your message, and your story matters. And we have one of our 29 authors with us, Jean Vox, my dear friend, Jean. She's a, been a client of mine, a dear friend for many, many years. She lives in Iowa. I have gone to visit her and she has come to visit me. And I am so thrilled, Jean, that you are a part of this book. So I am going to officially introduce you. So my guest today is my dear friend, Jean Vox. She's a life design coach, positive intelligence, mental fitness trainer, a writer, speaker, and best-selling author. And of course, she is a workshop leader. Jean is the CEO, Chief Equilibrium Officer of Vox Communication and Resources. She inspires self-sacrificing, servant-hearted, influencers to align with their divine design so they can transform stress into strength to sustain their leadership and legacy. Jean combines her coach training and more than 40 years of nat natural health study and lifestyle with her background in communication, arts, and marketing, project pioneering, and management and small group leadership. She was a graphic designer and editor with three statewide magazines and also an annual Christian, and she co-led an annual Christian writer's workshop for 17 years. We're thrilled to have her in the book, thrilled to have you here today. So help me welcome Jean Box. All right, Jean. So glad to have you here and so thrilled that you are part of this book. So we're going to jump in and talk about your chapter. So tell us a little bit. Now, your chapter's name is Leverage the Potential in Asking and the Impact in Saying Yes. So tell us a little bit about your chapter today. Well, thank you, Arvi. I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, have you ever had a God nudge? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Lots and of times. When you know that, whack on the head. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it, it's kind of like I can't stay seated. I have to jump out of my seat and do something. And it's it's um, and that's what happened to me um years ago when I was the editor of an area Christian newspaper. Um, someone contacted me about a, uh, a venue, the, a beautiful park-like um, Bible camp that was going to be starting. They were going to try to sell off par part of the property. And so someone contacted me that was opposed to that. 
and asked me to write a story on that. Interesting. And so I was really tired that day. I really didn't want to go, but I did. And um, I got one of those God nudges at the end of the meeting. They had given the group of dissenters 30 days to come up with a plan to revitalize the, the conference grounds. And I knew I had the skill set to help at least um, facilitate a group to come up with a plan. And so I, I pushed forward and introduced myself and we got to work and um, our plan was accepted. And so, and then fast forward another five years and one of the events that, that was, um, starting up in that venue was a Christian writers workshop, and I'd always wanted to go to one. And so I went for a couple of years, and then they said that it was not going to continue because the leaders were going to move away, and um, unless somebody else wanted to start it or to take it over. And again, I felt that hot seat God nudge. Yeah, <laughs> I stepped up to say yes, and so. Um, what I really wanted to communicate through my story is that, that number one, you never know until you ask if something is even possible. And if you don't ask, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is that, that there's potential in saying yes, but you know, often the saboteurs in our, our mind give us excuses to not do something before we even entertain a possible baby step. Yes. And so I just, you know, I, I knew at that point what a God nudge felt like. And I just, I know that I have to respond and then just leave the rest to God and God turned it into something really beautiful and ongoing. 17 years ago, Mm-hmm. So you're at an event, they all of a sudden out of the blue say, well, we're moving away, we won't be able to continue. And by now you're, you've fallen in love with this writer's workshop. Mm-hmm. So what was that nudge? What did it feel like? Did it feel, I mean, because God talks to each of us in unique ways. So tell us what that God nudge felt like for you. It was kind of a, we can do it. We can do it. And it was, it was, um, just it it also i had just these like butterflies in my stomach too and there was a visceral reaction and and um you know a head a heart a gut you know they just all kind of aligned and and it wasn't that i had to jump out and lead everything right at that moment i didn't know if that was going to be the case but i i just volunteered to be involved and as it turned out, I did end up you know, leading. in leadership. Okay. So you, so it started where you raised your hand to be involved, not necessarily leading. And that's what God does, because if God showed us the entire vision of everything, of what we're to do, we would probably get scared and not. But uh, okay. So you felt that nudge, felt the butterflies, knew it was God, raised your hand. And in a way, the rest is history. I mean, 17 years, that's a long time to lead and co-lead this particular workshop. And you have helped hundreds and hundreds of people that came through it become writers. So tell us a little bit about 
this workshop, the Christian Writers Workshop, because this was not like a little tiny thing you said yes to. This was big then, and it got even bigger under your leadership. So tell everybody what you what you and God, with God's help, created. And I had the privilege with the partner and I that, that did this over the years. We had the privilege of passing it on to new leadership this year. So it's going to continue. Oh, good. That was would have been my next question is who's yes. going to take it on. But tell us a little bit about for our listeners what this workshop is, what you do in this workshop, and how you help young writers to write and get their message out. Okay. Well, um, we would bring in published authors and they would they would teach several sessions about the various aspects of writing, fiction, nonfiction, marketing, any kind of genre that, that people were interested in. We surveyed people every year after each conference and, and just tailor-made the next year to those requests. And so it was a two and a half to three day conference. Sometimes we added a little bit more, a little bit less and just kind of experimented based on what people were wanting throughout the years. And, um, and so it was geared toward people who were beginning that just had um, just this inkling that they should be writing. They didn't know what to do with it. People have told them that they were good writers, those kinds of people, people who are already writing, maybe publishing articles, but maybe have a book in them. Um, and then also advanced writers, and they just came to brush up on certain things or areas that they hadn't specialized in. And, and by and large, a lot of the people came because they wanted to just nuzzle in with other writers and, and you know, for the whole social networking aspect. Sure. Now, this is in Iowa. Tell people that, you know, just in case people are wondering, well, where is this workshop? What mm-hmm. city? I mean, you you were in a like a little like cabin. I mean, it was like a really great experience. So tell us about not only the writing experience, which you did, but, how, you know, just the staying there, the immersion experience mm-hmm. of all of the writers new or experienced. Well, when you enter the grounds, it's about, uh, I want to say 10, 16 acres. When you enter those grounds, it feels like you're stepping back into 1950. <laughs> it's just, it, you know, these cabins, some of them are, are a little bit older, but it's just serene. The trees are mature. It's green. It's sitting on the bluff of the river. And, and you know, it's just been nurtured over the years by um, people of faith and so there is just this peace about it. And so when people come, they know they're going to get a retreat. They're uh-huh. going to get refreshing. And um, one of the things that was on my heart, and even, even as a coach, you know, wondering about who is it that God wants me to coach, um, I was impressed on my heart by him that it was people whose lives touch a lot of others, um, but they they may not be sure of themselves or they, you know, they're, they've been carrying around self-doubt or, or a, an issue that just makes them feel like they're sitting on a three-legged stool and one of those stool legs is about to give way. And so one of the biggest things that we try to infuse into the writer's workshop is confidence mm. and competence. Mm. And 
um, when when people get the feedback from each other that their writing is good, that just so increases the the confidence that they have, and you know they want to dig in and refine their craft. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, after seventeen years. And that's a long time. That's a long time to be doing this year after year after year. And typically it's in what, June? Mm-hmm. So after 17 years and you and your your partner, um, what made you decide to stop? Was it was it Susan is your part, uh, partner, uh, co-led, right? And what is it? Was it her? Was it your idea? What, did you both just look at each other? I mean, because... Even before this last one, you had already kind of decided this would be your last one. So tell me, was was that another nudge from God or was it just, you know, you were done? I mean, what what was it? Well, a few years ago, we started having a conversation about, you know, when we, you know, when either of us were going to move on to something else. And we both decided we weren't going without the other, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, okay. that we, and neither one of us wanted to lead it without the other. Good. And, okay. And then the pandemic hit and we had to pivot right away to an online virtual. version with your help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Virtual. You did a yeah. great job. We did two years in a virtual workshop and this, this year, 2022, was our 20th year. And we just felt that it was a great time to celebrate and to move on. Now, we announced last year at the virtual workshop that it was going to be our last year. And right away, people said, no. (laughs) And so, um, you know, they just started right away buzzing around about, well, we can do this, we can do this. And so they got the God nudge. And and so we we began to mentor the next person that was going to step up, and she had she had already been one of our speakers and um, a retreat leader, and started her own writers workshop in another town. And so we felt confident, you know, of it going into her hands and the people that she has around her. And so, um, you know, it, this th- happened before the last one you had already. So mm-hmm. the last one, which was your 20th overall, you ran it for 17 years. Mm-hmm. But the last one, excuse, <coughs> excuse me, you <laughs> were mentoring her and kind of showing her the behind the scenes of the whole workshop while you were doing it. Did you announce her as the new leader coming yes. in to the group? Yes, Beautiful. yes. At the, at the end, we had a video of all of our history and um, that Sue had put together. And then we actually handed a makeshift kind of baton or, or oh. gift over to Mary, who is going to be the new leader. And then she gave her vision for what's to come. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And so you must feel really good, both you and Sue must feel really good about what you've accomplished, and then yet at the same time, passing it on, because a lot of times new blood bring in new ideas, new activities, and to see it continue must yeah. be really a, a blessing. Yeah, and and Mary is very creative, and I know she's already planning to do a few things differently, and and that's great, you know, because she follows God and we know that that they're going to collaborate on a wonderful thing. And, and here's the thing I'd like to harken back to 
is, you know, and, and back to the woman um, in my story, her name is Dorothy Stitt. I'd like to hearken yeah, back to her about Dorothy because she was a pillar of Cedar Falls, which is the town that, that I'm in, in the conferences in. And, um, and she restored this old building, turned it into a restaurant. She was all about sustaining legacy. And, and so when she asked me to write that story, what happened is that she asked me to step into her value of leveraging longevity for future generations. Love it. And so that was a, a, a value that, that's been baked into me by this wise older woman. And, um, and, and it, it, it's very much a part of my coaching because I want to help people become more healthy. I've, I've, you know, I used to just coach health coaching. Um, but I want, I want people to understand that we are designed for legacy and we are also designed for longevity. Right. And um, I watched my mother's legacy get cut short because of health issues. Mm -hmm. And she had overstressed herself in being a volunteer for multiple committees and leadership and, and, and then, you know, it just caught up with her and she came down with rheumatoid arthritis in her forties. And so I was a teenager and that really made an impact on me. And so um, actually stress is the number one killer. And so if we can go after stress and find out what is stressing someone out and just kind of lay it all out and begin to create more equilibrium and a more sustainable life design, then their legacy is going to have longevity. They're not going to, they're, they're going to be doing what they're called to do, not managing illness or circumstances. So a, a life of design is, um, is very different than managing circumstances. And that's my, my wish and goal and dream for people is that, that they really intentionally um, redesign themselves out of stress. Beautiful. So now you're, I mean, so, and you've been coaching for many years because this writer's workshop is not a full-time job. It's just a project. So you've been coaching many years, health coaching, and now you're into life coaching and life by design uh, coaching. And, um, and that's what you, you know, your businesses, et cetera. But what is the next project now? Now that mm -hmm. this workshop is over, I mean, you're going to be doing your coaching, but what is the next project for Jean? Well, um, several. Um, one is that at some point in time, in the not too near future, we would like to um, move to a different home. Okay, so when you say we, we talk about you and your husband. My husband Jim. And your yes. husband is a trumpet player, a famous trumpet player, right? So yeah. you want to move to another home where? Um, we're not sure yet. We we um 
we are still caregiving for his father. And so we're not sure if we're going to stay in the area or not, but we kind of want to just get the, the things in motion around our home and downsizing our belongings and that kind of thing and just be ready. Um, and also I have been wanting to do quite a bit of my own writing and I've put off some of that. I mean, I I've written, but I've not put it together. Got it. And a lot of the writing has to do with the coaching that I do. And so it's, it's a matter of putting it together and creating the books that, that I have in my head. And, um, and so I've been consciously trying to slow things down, um, not, not get myself strung out in too many different directions so that I can take the contemplative time to write. Beautiful. So you're, you're writing your own book, obviously, but what is, did you name it yet? Sometimes what I do is I name it before I even write it. Did you, do you have a name for your book yet? That we should I have be- a few, but I would like to keep those. Okay. Keep it confidential. Got it. Okay. Because to me, you know, life by design and, you know, design your own life, you know, all those, um, you know, sound pretty cool. Okay, Jean, well, our time is up. It's been such a pleasure learning about your chapter, learning about you, learning about your coaching business. But one last question before we go, and that is what impact do you want your um, chapter to have on its readers? I would like for my readers to really think about the concept of leverage. Mm-hmm. What is it? What are their gifts that they can leverage in their life? How are they leaving a legacy to their family, to their friends, to um, their clients if they're in business? Um, and and not to be overwhelmed by the thought of legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's legacy was to raise the bar. She always, um, she never put a pan on the table. She never wore curlers to the the grocery store. You know, it was always um, good taste in the way she looked, the way she talked, the way that she served her guests. And so really she did serve her legacy. It wasn't that she had to, you know, become president of the United States. It was something that impacted all of us. And um, it's sitting on our shoulder every day that we, we go forward. And so, well, and, and you are her legacy because she lives through you. You're the same way, you know, you're not going to go anywhere with rollers and all of that. So you are, you know, classy, just like your mom. So she lives within you. So I understand you have a free gift for people. Yes. um, What is your free gift? I would like to offer a 30-minute complimentary consultation with anyone that would like to talk about an area of stress in their lives or um, a way that they have a vision for something, but they're not quite sure how to get there Mm -hmm. and what first steps might they need to take. Nice. And how do they go and grab that? Um, I would like for them to reach out to me through my LinkedIn account. Okay. So go to LinkedIn, Jean Vox, 
And um, uh, you want to go ahead and tell them your LinkedIn account. Is it Jean Vox? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Jean Vox, uh, LinkedIn. And I'll put it in the show notes, so you'll have that in the show notes. All right. Go ahead and spell your last name for everybody listening. Oh, and my first name is J-E-A-N. And my last name is V-A-U-X. V as in Victor, A-U-X is in X-ray. So Jean Vox, find her on LinkedIn, reach out to her, grab her 30-minute free consultation. It will change your life. All right, Jean, well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Are there any last words you would like to leave our listeners? I would like to leave you with... um, the concept of equilibrium mm-hmm. that um, we often think we're failing in the, the work of, of work-life balance. And we really don't live on a teeter totter. We live on the merry-go-round <laughs> and instead of hanging on for dear life on the outside of the merry-go-round, you can walk to the center and not even hold on. And so that concept of equilibrium is a natural divine design in all of us and in all of nature. And I'd love to help you tap into that force so that you can have calm in your chaos. Beautiful. Sounds excellent. Thanks, Jean, so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here on the show or for listening to the show today. We are talking about the latest, greatest book, The Impact of One Voice. You can get your copy on Amazon or Barnes & Noble online, The Impact of One Voice, Your Story, Your Voice, Your Message Matters. So go and buy your copy today. So RV Robinson signing out. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a Million Dollar Speaker.